The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today is the 18th of April, 2018, if you can believe it. We are through the middle of April already, and they're talking we are going to get snow tomorrow, and I can't wait because I'll be out training in it. Um, this place, everybody's going bananas because they all want spring, but spring is not cooperating because winter is just running over it every day, it seems. Um, so I'm sure it's going to clear up, but uh, winter doesn't want to let go right now, and I'm okay with that. I don't mind at all. It is warm at some points, but it's been pretty cool for this time of year. Um, a number of things. Um, I want to see if I still got this page. You know, we always talk about take a deep breath, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I wrote this the other night, and I was thinking about people and conversation and when people speak to you the lines and this is what I came up with with myself but this was the question I asked when you speak your lines do you mean them meaning when people speak to you you speak to them do you speak in a way that when I'm talking to you that I feel that not only are you listening to me are you interested in me because there's an awful lot of that where people aren't very interested. You know, there's a thing I was listening to the other day, how they're talking about conversation is a, is a dying breed. Um, I don't know if I believe that, but in some ways it is. It's very easy now just to text somebody, email somebody, or pretty much ignore them. That'll never be the case for me. But this is what I wrote about me. When I lift that barbell, my heart jumps for joy. And when I lift that rock, my soul soars to the heavens. That's more like what I like to talk about. I mean, I love speaking to people, but let me tell you, when you're outside with that stuff, it's a whole new language of its own. And it's like, it's not so much the weights are talking to me in a verbal way, But it's like anything. Communication is key. You've got to know how to act and react to things if you must, how to load and unload. And most of all, the best thing about all this type of training is don't make it a chore. Enjoy it. Make it a labor of love. And I mean labor in both contexts. Um, Labor as in working with heavy objects. Labor as you love doing it. That, that's the important thing. If you can establish those two things when you're doing anything, you're going to have mega success. So think about that. Also, too, don't forget to go out to motivate, or uh, I'm sorry, FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc., the premier product, 14 downloadable modules uh, digitally. Um, you've got enough stuff on those 14 modules. Well, you could do it for a lifetime. 
but there's more than enough there to last you even one year. I mean, if you become good at one thing alone there, you're going to be a Hulk. I mean, high shrugs, dips, pullovers. You sit and work pullovers. You know, we remember the old stuff. Drink gallons of milk, pullovers, and high rep squats. Um, I think that might be good in the beginning. As far as a guy like me, I love singles. I just love either it's coming off the ground or it's going over my head or it's not. And I, I'm i not a big rep guy anymore. The only thing I rep with is warm-up stuff, and that's mainly to get ready to go in and start doing mash and middies. But let me tell you, there's nothing on there that you can't get monster big with. So check all that out also, too. Don't forget um, the other page, too, on Fiorello Barbell Co., uh, and basically, that's the donation page. Um, you go out there, there's a $25, $50, and $100 donation. Um, prosperity is very, very big, and that's some of the stuff I'm studying, the law of prosperity. One thing I can tell you, we give, give here. I uh, And before I bring him in, we got our pal Charlie Oliphant on tonight, and I didn't tell him, I forgot. I mean, we're close to 950 um, podcasts. And not even four years. Um, and I found that the other day when I went out and was doing information checks to see where we are, where we're the biggest all over the world, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't even think we were close to that, but we were just about on the cusp of that. Um, you know, we give, man. I mean, give and give. You think about the shows we've done just in the last, say, three weeks. There's material in there you could write a book off of there. I listen to the shows I've done with Charlie and of late with Liam and Mark that are both at the end of this month, they're going to go see if they can qualify for lifting the Denny's. Um, there, I, I don't care. I, I talked to some people today that said there's nobody out there putting the content you're putting out. Oh, they might have bigger names, but who cares? As far as I'm concerned, everybody here is a pro and a star. We don't need, we've had big names on here. We still have Charlie, all these people. They're all big names, man. And the thing, the nice thing is we're introducing them to the world now. Whether they want to or not, um, people are starting to learn about Denny Stones and Inverse Stones and all the stones of Scotland and Iceland. And, you know, we're even in the stones now in Japan. I mean, we're not sitting on our uh, laurels and hoping uh, something's going to happen. We're out hunting all the time. So, you know, think about, you know, donations. It would be uh, very nice to have some more money coming in here. And we thank everybody, too, um, who has given in the past. It's much appreciated here. Um, Don't forget about our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company. Real men, real strength, real power. Um, Go out to the Manly Men's Movement. We're going to probably move that over on motivation and muscle. That looks like it. And... I think that we're going to be using that as one of the new names on the forum we're going to do. We've got some pretty cool ideas for that. So we're uh, kicking it around right now. We discussed it today at length. That's something to be on the lookout for. Also, don't forget about um, right this month until uh, the end of the month, You know, I'm doing private calls with people. You want to come in here and strategize on some things? Come on in. Um, I'd be more than happy to help you out. It's free. It's the same way if you live in New York, anywhere in New York, 
Come up to the FBC Stone and Steel Yard, and I'll give you the best hour you've ever had. And I don't care what level you're at, we'll do something. Also, if you want to really make some money for your company, start advertising with Motivation and Muscle. It is on the homepage, MotivationMuscle.com. Um, click it, uh, put in the pertinent information, and I will call you. I'm not going to go back and forth with email. We'll talk. It's a much better way to communicate, obviously. Um, don't forget, too. Uh, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Go out and look at the shows. This is it. I, this might be the sixth show I've already done with Charlie. We've been going bananas on shows. Um, just go out and look at all the content we're doing. And also sign up for our free newsletter on motivationmuscle.com. Um, I'm telling you right now, uh, it'll go right out to my MailChimp account. And anytime I put some content out, you will get it in your inbox. Now, a big thing in here is um, we've uh, we're back together with Paul, and I have got one of the best machines for recovery and injury I've ever used. And you go out to MotivationMuscle.com, you'll see my picture at the top of the page. I'm inclining a pair of 150-pound dumbbells on a two-inch handle in each hand. You click that, that will take you right to this brand-new product called the Electro-Stimulation Device. They call it an e-stim for short. Now, I'm just going to give you a couple things, all right? Paul, who invented multiple, multiple electronic devices, his V-Pro sleeping device is the best thing out there it's all with magnets between your mattress he was the originator of this stuff with many things but this e-stim because if you go out and listen to the show i just did and posted with dr wong dr wong is a big authority on this he's got tons of them well this e-stim is strong enough as char as um paul said you can administer it to a shoulder hip or knee this has an ACDC switch. It's the only one out there that does. There's nobody else, okay? Plus, this is what's really great about it is this. Not only is it the world's strongest electrostimulation device, it features 9.6 hertz square wave. The pads, you get four of them, right? They stick like glue literally to you, and you have the ACDC setting. If you go out and click my picture... Right now, it's $100 off, okay? And um, I'm telling you right now, you'll save at least, if you're into uh, supplements big time, you can cut it from a third to a half. This will not only recover you from injuries, but when you get done training, you slap these on. It's unreal. I know one thing, one thing that really got Paul doing this. Now, I've been testing this machine for two years before they finally came up with the one that went to market recently. He was telling me, and it does say out there, this thing works in cases of really, like, bad bike crashes. I mean, like, as in bicycle, you know, you see a lot of professional riders and other people, dog bites, and one of the guys had a gunshot wound that this stem got, I believe it was in his shoulder. He couldn't use his arm while he's using it now. So... Check it out, because I'm telling you right now, and there's no batteries in this. He's the only one out there that has a plug-in stimulator. So, click my picture, go out and check it out. I guarantee you, you divide that over a year, and then look at your bill, 
with your supplements, you're going to save a boatload of money. So check that out. Well, I'm going to bring in Charlie momentarily, but let me give you a little information on this gentleman. Let me bring him up here. Number one, he's a stone lifter, a farmer, and a Highland Games competitor. And uh, right now he's doing quite a bit of coaching. We've had Liam and Mark on, and uh, we'll be anxious to hear the outcome of all that at the end of the month. Um, but on that note, Charlie, welcome back. It's an honor. I know that was a long intro, but uh, we're getting, there's a lot of stuff that's going on here. So welcome you know, it's, back. It's it interesting stuff, Eric. I was enjoying listening to it, so there's absolutely no need to apologize. Um, but again, thank you for having me uh, back on the show. It's always a pleasure to be here, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to catching up and, and uh, having a, a chat this evening. Absolutely. Um Charlie, before we're going, well, we're going to talk about a number of things, I'm sure, tonight. But I want Charlie to get us caught up on what's going on with the Denny's or anything else that he's dabbling into or, you know, going to be doing shortly. And one of the things that really, um, I, I, I was, I was very happy for Charlie and his family, and especially for Lawrence, who's been on here with Charlie with the fathers and sons and, uh, he handled himself, <laughs> for a seven-year-old, man, he could handle himself, and uh, he was very good on the show. But, you know, I'm watching the last few days, and I'm watching this kid pull, you know, a Denny ring loaded, and now I see today he pulls 85 kilos. Um, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. And what I was saying to Charlie, we were talking, of course, for a little while before we brought uh, ourselves on here. And I had pictures of my nephew Danny and Maggie, um, you know, recently. And I was saying to Charlie, you know, you see the example and you see what these kids can be and how so effortlessly they do things. And I've seen it with, with Maggie and Danny. And, you know, you saw Lawrence when he did the 85 kilo today, um, the smile on their face, man. And I... I just love kids in respect to they do things they they don't hesitate man you you watch them I watched my niece and nephew there is no hesitation there is no oh, I don't know if I can do it I've never heard that out of their mouths and I watched Lawrence today and he's got that big grin from ear to ear after he did it I mean look this is real important stuff and we're going to hit that tonight too because there's an awful lot of leadership and example that us as men and women, if we really are interested and really care about kids, look what you're seeing. I mean, I am just amazed at it. So, Charlie, on that note, let's catch us up with uh, Liam and uh, Mark and whatever's going on with you, and then we're going to get right into, you know, basically the importance of uh, role models, leadership, and, and children, because we can learn from them, too. So take it away. Okay, Eric. Well, yes, as, as some of your listeners may be aware, and myself, Liam, and Mark, and obviously, as you, as you both you said, they've both been on the show previously as well, a, a training for the Dinnies, and that's uh, on the 28th of this month, so um, very, very soon, in fact. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the training is going well. Um, I think that Mark and Liam will both do the Dinnies. I'm going to do them as well. I mean, I, I've lifted them on a couple of previous occasions, but um, I'd quite like to, to do them a third time. Nice. Uh, so I, I'm really there 
it's sort of coaching, I guess. And but it seems crazy going all the way up there and not doing it as well. So uh, I'd like to get involved as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Liam's uh, yeah he's lifted the dinny weight already. Um, he's held it up for a couple of seconds and he's been fairly comfortable with it. Uh, Mark's kind of taken a different approach that he um, he. Uh, when he lifts both of them together, he kind of feels a, a slight discomfort in his lats, okay. which, we're, which we're working on at the moment. I think it's the whole, he's getting a sort of twisting motion in his upper torso when he's actually, uh, when, the, when the stones break the ground. And I mean, Mark is phenomenally strong and individually he's lifted in excess of the dinny weight in each hand wow. separately. But when you combine the, the two, it's when he's, uh, you know, it's, he's, he finds it, he's kind of tricky, but it's just a technique thing. But he's definitely got the strength and the power, and I've, I've no doubt he'll just power them up on the day. But he's just he's just being a little bit cautious about um, just protecting his protecting his uh, his lats at the moment. No, I understand because I mean you're you're, you're ten days out, maybe. Uh, um, there's no point now of getting any injuries at this point. You know, I mean, you know, you know that you can do the weight. Um, it's not going to make a hell of a lot of difference. That's what I was saying to Ryan the other day when he was on here, Charlie. Um, because we were kind of chuckling about it, um, but there's so much truth to it, you know, because we were talking about, you know, how far are you going to be to the point where you'll start cutting back, you know, cutting back, cutting back, and obviously the last week when I went those two times, um, I think I did one workout and that was it, and it was very light and stuff because that's what we said at that point, you know, when I, I drove the Logan in Boston because it was cheaper, you know, when you step on Iceland air, it's over, man. You know, I mean, you're going there for a purpose. You're going there to grab the Husafell, you know, get around the sheep pen and be yelling full sturker with your arms in the air. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, everything's done. What's done is done. And a lot of people, it, it doesn't really smack them in the face till they land. But let me tell you something. There's no going back. When you jump on that plane, you know, uh, you can't say, well, I don't know if I did enough high poles or whatever. Um, it's too late. So, you know, I think that the emphasis, especially with me this time, is, you know, I've been there twice. I know the drill. Um, I've been able to lift it the second time with a few steps. Um, but I'm doing things a lot different, as we all know, with the rack work and all that. You know, I found, I've devised a way now where I can literally do isometrics with the Husa Steel Stone now in the rack. And when I, I'll, I'll tell you offline, Charlie, what I'm doing. Um, it's pretty interesting and, and it's a concept, uh, it was, went over my head for the last eight years. And I sat there and thought it out and said, how can I do this? And now I found a way. I was crossing bands before to do the um, isometric with it. It's not good, man, because when you're lifting, when you're trying to pull or push, well, pull through heavy bands, a couple things can happen, and it's happened to me. One time it shot me back um, because of the tension on it, and uh, the other time it felt, it it almost felt like a, a tearing effect through tissue. I'm not doing any of that stuff. So, as we do these things, and you know from the first time you did the Denny's to when you're going in 10 days from now, things have changed. You've gotten smarter with your training. 
You do things a little bit different. You had to shore some areas up last year, and you had massive success, and you still do. Um, and that's the point. Once we get to our destination, we can't be thinking, well, did I uh, did I get my hands tough enough? Are my forearms big enough? Are my lats strong enough? So go ahead, take it away. Comment on any of that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Eric. I mean, it's, we've kind of gone past the point of no return now. I mean, I was kind of philosophical about it when I went up because basically you have done all you can do. And even if you haven't, there's absolutely no point in stressing or worrying about it. You've just got to give it the best shot at the time. Yeah, and uh, if you're not injured or anything, you know, I think it says more about a person who doesn't do it than goes up and gives it a go. Really, you know, you need that. Uh, I think you need to be committed. Um, this is an important mindset to have. Um, sorry, we're going to say something. No, well, no, and I agree, committed. Because you know what, Charlie, you know, look, you know. The Dinnies, those are some massive stones, man. And you see the rings, I mean, um, you look at them, and if you want to look at in the context of that, they look like they could just rip my arms off me and leave them there. And you look at the Husafel or the Inver or the Ard Blair stones or anything. Um, they're there. They're just daring you to try to lift them off the ground, let alone walk with them. And... I, what I think more than anything, and I've seen this and I've been guilty of it too, if you don't have the proper confidence built, and let's face it, repetition is everything. You know, when Frank Klein, my teacher, said that, I used to like want to jump out the window some days. He would just say it over and over and over. But now I'm sitting here talking and saying it over and over and over again. There is not only, like you said, the commitment. Repetition is king, man. It's king, and when you do it right and embed it in your head and keep having success with it, whether you have nights that you're off or not, I just think that's what is going to push you through the finish line. Um, It's that ability where you have built the ability now to pretty much deal with anything. It doesn't matter what it is, and the only way you're going to do that is through repetition because repetition is going to start building you more and more mentally allowing you to you know if it wasn't for like repetition and doing things of that nature um i don't know if i would have come up with some of these ideas um but i'm a kind of guy that likes to find out okay can we do this and is it going to work and if it doesn't as i always say i'll write it down and keep it in my notebook you never know. Five months down the road, I'm, I might say, geez, I think I was thinking about something like that. And you go to the back of the book, and there it is. So my feeling is for any of this stuff, uh, I think a lot of times we get psyched out mentally, even when we have the ability and the strength to do it. And um, sometimes you just go and you choke. I mean, that's a fact of life. And the thing is, this time, you know, i got to travel a long way. There ain't going to be any tears there's not going to be any choking and i if it's raining or snowing out i guess like the last time i got to go do it unless it's so dangerous to walk then i have to think it over but normally with iceland it could look like you're gonna see the end of the world and then 10 minutes later the sun's out that's one of the fascinating things about the weather over there so my feeling is with a lot of this stuff charlie even when you put in the time and the energies and you know you got the power, 
if you haven't repetitively done things, you know, through the mental core of your brain, that could be the factor that kills you. Go ahead and comment on anything. Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, neither of the three of us can be accused of not having lifted a lot of weight repetitively. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's for sure. I mean, really, we haven't. This, we, we kind of haven't really got many excuses because I mean, we've been training and, and putting the effort in and uh, Mark and Liam have been great you know we've, we've talked about training partners and, and, and being reliable and turning up and they've definitely done that they're, yeah. they're, they're committed to it yep. and um, yeah and, and yeah it's, it's going to be it's going to be familiar surroundings where the three of us are used to being together there'll be more people lifting there there's going to be about 12 I think Yep. so with that additional well, pressure, if you like, but I guess um, so. A competitive spirit. It's not really a competition. It's really you and the stone. But nevertheless, it's good. having other people around that are lifting. I think we will uh, thrive off each other and support each other, and that make us good for at least another twenty or thirty kilograms, anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. So, no. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, it's going to be a great day, and it's not only the dinnies. I think we'll do the dinnies in the morning. Yeah. And then uh, there's, a, there's a character I think I might mention before called Brett Nickel. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Near Potter. And he has the nickel stones, so I think we'll have a go at those. And un- unlike the dinnies, you don't really have to um, you don't have to book the nickels necessarily. Obviously, it's polite to ask. Sure. But uh, if you're speaking to Brett, uh, it's not it's not the same formality of giving a month's notice or maybe uh, proving a, a certain minimum strength uh, that you have. Yeah. And and also the. Uh, the the um the dinnies and the nickels are in the vicinity of the invert. So oh if, yeah. Oh, so yeah. if you're going to go that distance, it seems to make sense to at least um, have a go at all three, weather permitting and time permitting. So I've no I've, I've no doubt that we'll probably do dinnies and then the nickels and then probably the invert on the way down. So it, it should be a, a good day. Oh hell yeah! Wow, what an interesting day, man. Oh man, God. And they're I know they're in close proximity now. Has either Liam or Mark lifted the invert before? Yeah, um, actually, I, I really threw Mark in at the deep end. That was his first ever. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> it, is, it is one of the heavier ones. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he he got it into. He stood up with it. You know, uh, I, I don't think at that time he found it particularly comfortable. But then that this was before we even started training. I mean, really, this was his introduction to, to the historic stones. Nice. So. Um, there's definitely he's definitely got room for improvement. I, I imagine he'll be aiming for a shoulder this time. And Liam, he had a fairly comfortable lift. Well, in fact, Liam lifted it to his chest on the same day about eight times. Wow! He, wow. he was trying, trying, trying to get it on his shoulder. Yep. And with all the training that we've been doing and, and everything, I, don't, I see no reason why he shouldn't shoulder it this time. The, the, the only thing might be is that obviously doing the dinnies, then having lunch, then doing the nickels, and I don't know how the day will work out, and it will really be tired or yeah. how dark it is or anything, but assuming the weather conditions are fine and uh, we're, we're all feeling still energized, then, yeah, there's, there's no reason why the three of us shouldn't shoulder it, I don't think. Wow, what a blast, man. I mean, you talk about, you know, those are days you got to appreciate, you know. I mean, um, what a what a good time. I mean, to be able to go to those places and lift these stones of magnitude and share some fun with your friends and all that and push one another and compete against one another, that's the way it should be, man. That That's a good way to live, you know? I, I, I just love that stuff. I mean, you know, when you figure, 
you know, when you know, we know the the typical. You know, we've heard comments about you know why do you do that stuff and all that. I'll tell you one thing: I would guarantee anybody, just about, unless they're just so hell bent, you go and witness something like that. It, it'll stay with you, you know. And who knows if you're young enough. You might even decide you want to go try it one day. Um, it, it, it's a very interesting thing, and not only the historic value, it's just the idea of getting out somewhere and having a belief in something and going after it. it it's very simple, you know what I mean? It's not, we don't have to get all insane about what it is and what we got to put it. It's like, okay, this is what we got to do. This is who we've got to do it with if we're going to. This is the equipment we need. This is going to be the goal and the time and when we want to go do the goal or qualify to do the next goal with it and go after it. it we don't have to sit there and just hash it out, hash it out. I, you know, I think sometimes, Charlie, I've been, I've been guilty of this too. I do think we can get a bit too analytical about things. And instead of just, and I'm not saying be careless. That's not what I'm saying here. Sometimes, though, you know what? You got to jump into the deep end of the pool. It just is. That's the way it is. Sometimes it's not like you're going to drown or anything like that. But you you need to get something that's going to shock your system and say, okay, I'm either going to do this or I'm going to turn tail and run. That's it, man. I don't. I I think, and I think. Um, it really draws out who you are. Um, that's all. I know not everybody wants to lift stones. I got it. But that's not the whole picture here I'm trying to paint for everyone. There's more to it. It's like goals and thoughts and thinking and, okay, what do I got to do to We make plans. You know, all these things that if you think about, like, what you're doing, what I'm doing, this all translates to your personal life. And there are very few things out there in anything that do that. Go ahead and take it. It's it's. I I I'll tell you this, and I'll, I'll give it right to you. Stones, weights, whatever it is we like to do, and we talk about everything here. You, I, everybody. Yeah. The, the there's just so much more to this. That's what I'm saying. So much more. It's more than just someone will say to you, "Well, you lift rocks," and you'll hear that big gap like. You know, I mean, they don't understand all the things that go on and go into something like this. It's all yours. Yeah, among, one of the things I personally do, obviously I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to lift the Denise, as I alluded to a couple of times before, and I've also shouldered the Inver. Right. And I've also lifted the Nickel Stones. So uh, I was looking kind of for like a sort of new challenge a bit when I'm up there. So I'm... Uh, I'm going to uh, lift the nickel stones, and actually Brett had them weighed recently, officially. So they're actually slightly heavier than the dinnies. Okay. The, the, the large ones, 100 and sorry, I'm talking about 205 kilograms. Okay. Which I don't know what that is in pounds. Ah, uh, uh, that's about 451, I think, somewhere around um, there. And the lighter one, if you can call it that, is about 155 kilograms. Yeah. So, so, you, so, yeah, I've, so yeah. I've got my calculator up because my intention this, uh, when I go up, actually one of my main focuses, all the dinnies are obviously steeped in history and they're very important and everything. Uh, I, was, I was kind of looking for a new challenge. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and lift the, the nickel stones with 225 kilogram uh, weights on them. So that would be like two, 
56 wow. pound weights, I think. Yeah. I, was just doing the, I was just doing the sums on the calculator, which I think is 902 pounds. Yeah, so, I was going to say the, the big one will be close to five, and the other one will be close to four. You'll be about 20 shy on the back end one. Now, because let me ask you, with those stones, you'd have the lighter stone behind you, correct, and the heavier stone in front? Yeah, that was okay. how I do it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's why I figure. That's why I figure. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, and that ought to be a blast. I mean, to think you'll hit the Denny's, the Nichols, and you'll go and uh, just crush the Inver. I mean, you talk about whoa. I mean, you know, it's just absolutely amazing what the body and the mind and everything can do. I, I mean, every day I just think about that. You know, I mean, it's one thing to be moving your body weight around, which is big enough, but then you're out there doing all that. I, I don't know. I just love it. On that note, though, let's talk about, too, I mean, and anything you want to finish, any thought, be my guest. Um, let's get into, especially like Lawrence and Danny and Maggie and the examples that us as men and women are setting for these kids. And we saw your son the last few days. I put the stuff up, even though it's older of Madeline and uh, Danny, but they're doing the stuff all the time. It's just, I'm not there taking pictures. All right. So the point of the matter is this is what I've been talking about from day one on this show, you know, strong kids but i'm talking everybody i'm talking i don't care if you're young middle-aged or 80 years old um you look at the studies on physical anything physical um the dividends just they don't end it doesn't matter how old you are what you're doing if you're really lining up with the physical culture end of things and learning properly or knowing how to do it uh, you can live a very, very long, productive life. But we see these young kids now, you know, between your daughter and your son and my nieces and nephews and, and like, John Patrick's daughters. And a lot of people sent pictures or they put them out on Etched in Stone. And what is your feeling? I mean, you know, we've talked about this on and off the air, but look at what you're cultivating. Look what I am and look at all the other people. What is your feeling on all that, Charlie? Well, for myself, personally, I never went out of my way to sort of cultivate, if you like, Lawrence. Um, right. Obviously, I have, a, I have a daughter, Diana, as well. Yep. Um, but but uh, I never pushed him into weightlifting or trying these things or lifting stones. I, I never really did. He's just, it's just the fact that the people he's been fortunate to be around and, and myself, uh, and he's seen me doing this, and it's just something that he naturally himself has been keen to do and, and to, yeah. to, to, to have a go at. So in a sense, it's, it's really been his decision, and he enjoys it, and he likes the, the, the camaraderie, and um, he likes the excitement of you know putting chalk on his hands. <laughs> yep. I, I, I haven't got a weight belt that would probably fit him, but yep. Yep. You know, I can just see him... Uh, Getting in amongst it and uh, learning uh, learning a hook grip or a thumb grip, as some people may call it, and he wants to know all all, all the, the different ways of doing it. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got a very willing pupil on my hands, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, but it hasn't really been through any design of my own. It's it's really been what he's picked up and and, and seen uh, seen going on around him. Yeah. But of course, you know, as, as long as he's enthusiastic about it, then I, I'm, I'm very, I'm delighted and, and I'm very keen to, to help him in any way I can and, uh, give him any advice, if, if, you know, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. 
Charlie, it's it's those young minds, man. They they're like sponges, and when they like something, as you well know, I see it with the kids. I mean, nothing's going to step in their way unless mom or dad tell them no, and then you might even get some defiance there too. Um, that to me is the secret between that and say when you're in your mid twenties, where you've been around enough, you've heard enough negative connotations, you've been told no enough, and a lot of people just kind of give in, and they accept whatever it is, and they figure, hey, you know what, if this is the way it's going to be, I'll live with it. Well, see, I'm sure you do, I can't answer for you, but I've never come from that perspective and I, right now, as everyone knows, is breaking everything like that that I've ever been told. I am literally taking it and just burning it right out of my subconscious mind. Because when you look at kids, obviously they're young. So they haven't had a lot of the experiences we've had, whether they're positive or negative. But there's a lot of people carrying around a lot of baggage. And when you see the things that these kids are doing... To me, it is like, it, I don't know, it, it makes me just want to stand up on top of a roof and scream, man, because I'm so happy to see that, because we don't see this anymore in a lot of instances. It's not something that people portray as being important to be strong, to be able to function in the world, to be able to defend yourself. And most of all, like Lawrence and Maggie and Danny see. You're seeing adults around you, whether it's your father and mother, your uncles and aunts, that are all very athletic, love to do things, no matter what it is. And like Charlie said, I mean, he and his, you know, Lawrence and 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 uh, and his sister, um, just think of what they've been around, man. I mean, you don't think that that's absorbing into them. And Charlie's doing the best thing, and I do the same thing with Maggie and Danny. I never push him into any of it. His Dan, their father, doesn't do it either. These kids just have seen it enough and are driven that way where, uh, you know, I, I go over there to the house, all right? And I'm not kidding you. If they're all home, and chances are a lot of times they're not because they're even competing on the weekends. But if they're all home and I walk through the door, I can hardly take five steps they're all, you talk about respectful kids too, hug, kiss, you know, uh, you know, uncle, you know, it's always that way. But after that, they're talking at you a mile a minute, all five of them. And I'm like, Hey, you got to slow down, man, because I lost you after the two. I mean, they're so pleased to tell you what's going on. And I love, I think one of the greatest things for anybody, especially with kids is you show interest and mean your interest because I've seen even as a kid growing up with some of my uncles and aunts, uh, here's five bucks, kid, get lost pretty much. Not in that tone, but you know I talk about this where my grandmother on my mother's side was. I still she's the matriarch of this family, even though she's not with us. That's my grandma. Um, she lived to almost 109, and she didn't become incapacitated, really, to about six months before, and then we lost her. She, unbelievable. That, that That is my grandmother that was a nurse 
they're all from Plattsburgh, right up near Canada. She was a nurse until she was 78 years old. And she wasn't a big woman at all. She used to walk to Champlain Valley Hospital. But here's the point of the whole matter. This is where I think genetically I got it from her more than anybody in my family. She loved her grandkids. And I'm telling you right now, she would do anything for you. I, I used to, when I was, when I, I'd have heavy metal playing and she'd come in and sit with me and I'd say, how do you like it, Graham? And she goes, oh, this stuff's really good. I'm like, my mother and father would scream at me to shut it off. What I'm saying is she enjoyed kids, not just us. You know, we had tons of kids over here. She was just that type of person. And I knew I draw, drew a lot of that from her because she never, as an older person, never dismissed a kid. Never. My friends would come over here early. She'd make breakfast again for everybody. She just loved the interaction, man. And I think that's what's so special about when you see Charlie's kids and my nieces and nephews. It's very special. And I won't give that up for anything. Believe me. And to see these kids doing these things... It really gives me a lot of hope for for the future. Go ahead, Charlie. It's all yours. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not many. I mean, I should just probably say um, that uh, we're talking about Lawrence, obviously. Now he's seven years old at the moment, and he weighs about twenty five kilograms, which yep. is again, I'm sorry, what that is in pounds? Is that, is that 55 fifty Yeah. So um, yeah, he's uh, you know he's not. We're not talking about a teenager here or anything like that. You know, it's it's quite unusual. I'd have thought that. Uh, well, I mean, he's shifting a lot of weight. I mean, as we talked about, what well, you talked about earlier, eighty five. Yeah. Kilograms, which is, is hundred and sixty pounds. Uh, oh, no, that's yeah, one one eighty seven. Uh, one hundred and eighty seven pounds. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm always sort of conscious because I think probably the majority of your listeners, I suspect, are in the states. Yeah. So uh, I have to try and make a conscious decision, uh, effort to try and convert things to pounds because I suspect that kilograms are probably nonsensical. <laughs> uh, but uh, but obviously we work in kilograms. So um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, he's, he's shifting a lot of a lot of weight. That's almost age. yeah. That's almost four times his body weight. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a lot, and um, he's determined to lift more. I mean, that day that I filmed him lifting it, uh, the other occasion, I mean, he he was he was determined to get to the hundreds. You know, he was. Yeah, bit, he was. Honestly, I just, I just, I just, you know, I, I think I think it was. <laughs> I didn't want to push him. I mean, basically, it's the mindset that he'll try anything. Yeah. Exactly. So he's, not, he's not. He's not afraid to fail. No fear. So he'll, he'll just push it and push it and push it until he physically can't do any more. And even if he can't do any more, and he really tries and strains, he'll still have a massive smile on his face. And Hell yeah! You know, excited about the whole thing. And I think I think it's quite a good. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to have um, any psychological issues in terms of uh, <laughs> uh, convincing himself he can't do it at all or anything. He'll. But but of course he's he's getting you know he's. He's getting bigger all the time. Sure he is. Sure he is. He's getting taller and broader and uh, and bigger. So you know, if when you're seven years old, you've still got a lot of mileage after that. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't know what what it will come to. Um, but uh, you don't have to worry at that age that you're not going to lift stuff. Right. You, right. You have the attitude that you can do anything and everything. I think but, when you're younger, you do. I think actually when you get older, yeah, you start you start to doubt yourself more and you try to you get into that mindset more and it's it's a shame, but it's. Uh, I think kids tend not to have that. No, they don't. And you know what? He's around you guys, and you know, probably 
Maybe he hasn't thought of it yet, but he might have. You know, he might be saying to himself, I'll compete against these guys today. You know, even when, even when he knows probably down deep that he's not even gonna, he's not close to him yet. But see, it's like anything. They have a drive in them too when you point them in the right direction. And you're starting to see this with them. And, you know, this is one of the biggest things. You know, you made a great point about adults, how they lose the ability to be able to do a lot of things out of fear. And it's fear. But you're looking at these little, these young men and young women here, and there's one word that comes to mind, man, is they have confidence. And you and I both know being out in the world, that's a pretty shaky proposition with most people right now because... How many times have you met people? I've, you know, even people at weightlift. Well, mm-hmm. well, do you, you know, do you think I should do it? I mean, you know, and I, you know me, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'd go out and get it today and do it. Well, I don't know, you know, I don't have a truck or I'm saying to myself, everything I say to you, you're going to counter it with an excuse. Now, on the other hand, with kids, because. They haven't been out in the world in that way, and they, the majority of them really are encouraged. I mean, you know, you could see that with the video of Lawrence, um, Danny and Maggie and all that. There's always encouragement because, you know, Maggie said a couple of things, and I said, look, the main thing right now is you go out and do it. That's the biggest thing, you know. Um, don't be afraid of what other people are going to say, and 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 if you don't succeed this time, you will next time. But the only way you and I both know you're going to get better, you're going to have to get hit in the head a lot of times and brush off and get back. Um, but the nice thing is with the kids is they really haven't gotten a lot of that yet, and this is a great time to snatch them up if they want to do this stuff, because you and I both know, if these kids stick to what they're doing and keep growing, I said this to Charlie offline, I don't care what they come up against, when you have that type of base built, these kids are going to be light years ahead of anybody their age and beyond. And if you think I'm kidding, uh, keep keep an eye out for video down the road of everybody. There's a difference in the way these kids look at things, the way they pursue things. And you saw Lawrence, you know, like Charlie said, you know, step right up. Big grin on the face. He's got his boots on, man. I saw the boots. I was laughing. I said, now he's ready to roll. You know, he came out He came out from the fields, man, and he, he came in and just ripped that off the ground. The point I'm making, you can take an, you can learn an awful lot from a kid, man. It's all yours. Yeah, I mean, even, like, um, the way he was standing over the weights, it was great. You know, yeah. it was like, like lifting a stone because he, he's, he's lifted stones before as well. So uh, it was quite funny because he lifted the 85 kgs, 180, whatever it was, and then uh, Jill, my wife, appeared yep. later. And yep. of course, she's, she hasn't really been around perhaps stone lifting as much and seen the dinny training and everything. And so she thought she'd have a go. And, and nice. Uh, actually, she couldn't. She couldn't lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she did eventually. But what what happened was she was sort of standing behind the behind the, the handle. Okay. Rather than astride it. Yep, 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 and, yep. And, and because it was just a technique thing, but honestly, 
that first go where she was standing all wrong, she couldn't lift it. Right. And, 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 and again, it was just Lawrence had a, he had the technique as well to, on it to his advantage. Obviously, you know, Jill realized that what, what the, the deal was and changed her stance and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeah. it just went to show to me perhaps just how much Lawrence has picked up. But then kids, you know, they, 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 they do things sensibly. You know, when they're young, they, they, they have straight backs. They use their legs to lift things. It's exactly. Only when you get older again that your posture sort of yeah. goes out the window or you, maybe you, you, you cut corners or you, you know, you carry something in a way that you shouldn't. Um, but kids tend not to do that. There's almost something that they unlearn. And I, and I, I don't really know the, the reason for that. Um, well- you know, you know the amazing thing too when you say that. I mean, you know, people are in cubicles behind a uh, computer all day. That is like the worst destruction you could ever do to your back. And you got, you know, I'm sure you've heard this a ton. I got to laugh though when they say this to me. Well, I, you know, I have a hurt back, and the worst thing to do would be uh, to lift weights. And I'm saying to myself, no. What you should do is make sure it's nothing that's a damaged injury. And mainly, it's laziness with a big fat belly, and that goes for men and women. And you look at their backs, and they're in horrible shape, and either they have no ass or an ass you could park a car in. Um, you know, that that's the big issue. And rather than address it, you know, it's easier to pop some ibuprofen all day and whatever else and, and go with it. Um and this is why it's so great to see the kids, because should they stick with this, regardless, they'll build a foundation that most kids won't have. And what I like about the foundation is this. They build a mental foundation. You know, when you look at Lawrence, you look at Maggie or Danny, there's just that sparkle in their eye, man. I mean, you know, Charlie, when, when they come over here, the first thing they'll ask, if the weather's good, you know, can we go out in the yard? Well, yeah, the stuff's all out there. They know where it is. I mean, you know, there I am teaching them pinch grip, and, and what I do is, you know, I've got a very thick picnic table. I, t- mm-hmm. I taught them just to pinch grip the end of the table. No, no, You know, top and bottom. Um these things matter, man. I mean, you know, and I and I'll sit and explain to them what that does for them, and 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 so it's not just like taking them and throwing in them into the into it and saying, "Well, go ahead and do it." You know, I'll be here if you need me. It's never like that. I I never overload them, but I always teach what they're doing, and if something's not right, I'll, I'll correct it with them, and away we go. I don't have to get upset with them or, you know, uh, lambaste them about anything. That's not how I teach. Now, if it's an older person, you piss me off, that's different. But see, I don't, I don't get that with the kids. You know, I know, I know their level of how far we want to push them or, you know what they'll tell me? Um, I'm going to go inside. Fine. Never say anything to them because I know they're going to either come back out or the next time they're over, they'll come out and they'll end up staying out the whole time with me. So that's really, you, you know, from being a father. I mean, you don't push either one of your children. They just have picked it up and love to do it. And it's the same way with the kids here. Um, I don't see, I don't, you know, I don't have to rail on them. They'll automatically want to go out and do it. 
and and you know they make me pictures. They're pretty good with art, and I mean they're always drawing pictures of like plates or or something. You know what I mean? And with a little title under it. So see, this stuff is is in their head, man. I mean, I've read this thing before. I, I never threw it out. This was Thanksgiving two years ago. Maggi wrote little notes where everybody had to sit and put something real nice down. And I've got this right on a frame picture. It says, I'm thankful for you because you teach me how to be strong. Now, at the time, she was seven years old. So they're sharp. And she, they recognize that. So I, I think, too... And I'll give it right to you. It's just the example you're lending to these kids that is going to last them a lifetime. Take it away. Yeah, I mean, certainly if I go pick up the kids at school and I can hear them shouting at me, asking me to lift up the school. Lifting <laughs> 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 up the school with one hand. Yep, yep. It's kind of embarrassing in a way. Eh. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it was flattering. You know? Yeah, it but, is. Uh, but... Um, you know, I, I think I think it, we're talking about strength, and I guess that's that's the real that's the main issue of of, of like motivation and muscle is is kind of doing that. Yeah. But, I, but, but obviously, you know, you, 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 the, I can't I can't stress enough. Um, you know, uh, it, there's, there's more there's, there's more than just strength. You know, yeah. there's there's uh, uh, maybe the strength leads to things like social ability and, and, and talking to other people and having things in common and maybe psychologically maybe the weightlifting can make you perhaps more stable and, and deal with things and perhaps it can make goals and then targets and then you can apply that to your perhaps a business or, or, or academia if you like uh, although weightlifting in itself if done properly to a certain plan I would consider as, as a very academic thing yeah yes um, so yeah it's um yeah, I, I, I was. No, I'm going to go back to myself there. Now, I, I was more or less what I was going to say was that uh, you, you feel that there's a there could be a danger, perhaps that you may be thought of as somebody who is large and muscular and strong, and maybe that's perhaps the only attribute you've got. But I'm, I, I wasn't going to really say that because I think honestly, if you got to that stage and that level, that's just a it's probably just a, a prejudice, perhaps, or, or perhaps maybe people feel insecure around you because they're intimidated. I don't know. Which yeah, is a shame yeah, if that's yeah, the case. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, there's basically uh, there's you know there's other aspects to life than going around lifting heavy things. You know, you need you need to um, you need a mental fortitude and um, you need to be well rounded. Without uh, a doubt, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to be thought of as uh, as just some sort of a muscle-bound, unthinking lifting machine. Although oh, that would have its advantages in some some circumstances, but uh, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it does you any advantages in you know. Do you know what I mean? Socially, perhaps. Um, I think I think when you run into anything like that, you said it. It's insecurity. Um, I've had a lot of that with me, you know. And look, um, I've learned one. Th- I've learned a number of things, you know. People that are going to try to negate what you've done uh, or kind of be, like, very smart towards you, and I mean, like, wise, um, they're basically people that are pretty much nothing in my book. Um, but you you do – I like – I'd rather outclass somebody. Now, um, you know, being a New Yorker, too, I got a very sharp tongue. 
So if you engage me like that, you know, you always hear people say, well, what are you going to do? Are you you're going to beat me up? I mean, how old are you? Ten? Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm going to beat you up and I'm going to go to jail for the next 25 years, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, it would have to be something pretty bad for me to react physically. But you and I both know, if you or I or anybody that we know had to react physically and could do it in a way where they were very controlled with their action, like Wong said when he was punching the boxes or the, the rocks and the, and the dirt hanging from the bag, he says, who do I got to worry about? And it's the same way, man. Um, you don't realize that, well, this, this is a very interesting thing because I've thought about it a lot. And I'll ask you this question as soon as I just explain this. Strength has always fascinated me. And everyone knows the story of Jimmy, my brother. And that's what really brought it on. But who knows? I I don't know one way or the other if something would have touched that off or it was just genetically there with me. We've had this discussion so many times. No one really has an answer. It's just what we think. But I love strength. I love power. And when it's used constructively, it is the best thing in the world. It's the destructive end with everything we always hear about. That's a, a percent probably with all of us that are like that. But I love that. You know, and you know my feeling with the Hulk and the Gamma and all that. I, 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 I would die for strength, Charlie. I mean that. I, I, I love that feeling. I love being able to pick up heavy things. And and these people say, well, you're, they're all stupid. If you've seen the stuff I've constructed out there, I'm sure yourself and many others, and the way I think things out because I'm alone, I'll tell you what, man, I, I can burn the wire all over. You want to talk about smart? I mean, I created two businesses like yourself. You've got a business. Um, I worked in... IT for 10, 10 years, I think it was, working on the biggest machines, the IBM mainframe that runs the business behind the curtains of these huge organizations. You got to be a pretty sharp guy to build software to run on that stuff. So I don't really care about perception when they see me. When I open my mouth right away, they know that they're talking to somebody with intelligence. The thing is, I developed everything. Not only my mind, my personality, it's an ongoing thing to the day I die. But I went after my physical end. Because it was out of necessity for sure originally because of fear of Jimmy, of me getting muscular dystrophy. But I'll tell you what, there isn't one day in my life that I've ever regretted what I've done with this stuff. Did I not like getting the tear in Iceland? Damn straight, I not like being caught in a blizzard that we almost died in. No, but now you sit back and you think about it, and um, it wasn't so bad. And I will complete that journey, but my whole point is here. Um, enjoy your strength, everybody. Don't apologize for it. And I always say, be an ambassador of strength. You know, if you're good vocally, if you're sharp, you can shut anybody down when you can talk. doesn't matter how crass they act towards you, how ignorant. And if you got it, you walk away. 
You know, it was like when I talked about that deal at Whole Foods that day with the wise guy with the basket in line. That would have been a day, I mean, I had my hand cocked. I would have knocked that fuck out. I'm not kidding you. There comes a point, too, where you've got to be very careful how you speak to people. And I know in today's world, not everyone, but a lot of people feel they can take liberties and talk to you with their foul mouth or whatever. That's stuff I won't put up with. And I'll set you straight real quick. But jumping back, because it all loops back, with you see with Charlie's kids and my nieces and nephews and everybody else that has put pictures of their children up and etched in stone, these are the principles we teach here. And I'll tell you right now, this is a teaching course. This is like going to school. Um, and I'll tell you one thing. I don't know whatever would have happened if I never touched a weight. I never even want to think about it. But that whole conceptual thing of Hulk and strength and gamma and lifting big things and celebrating and getting your heart broken, is that not life? I don't, I don't, I don't know. And that's why I love it so much. It's all yours. Well, do, do you mind if I ask you, Eric? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. Obviously, I know about this incident in Whole Foods that you're referring to. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, do, do you think that, that the wisecrack, if you want to call it that, was because obviously you had no idea who this person was and, they didn't, you know, you didn't know who they were or anything. But do you think that that was just, do you think it, it was because if you, you're obviously, you're, you know, you're a very able, strong, physical guy. And do you reckon that that was the, the trigger, the, the insecurity, or do you think that this person was just non-thinking and just, do you think it was your like your presence that yeah the, the, yeah both that's what it was yeah and I think he was just a wise guy to begin with it just happened it was me in line with him mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm not the first guy but you know as I said uh, uh, a long time ago when we talked you and I both know you know when you come down you're on that first day after a workout and sometimes I don't come down totally for a day all right I mean that um, you know you got that fire still in you and you got that aggression like. That candle didn't burn out even after you slept. That happens to me on occasion. Not as much as it used to, but it still does. And that's when I'm um, very careful about myself with things. And he caught me. And, you know, I I told you, I had that right hand cocked. I would have come right up over the top of him. But after he he got the message and he backed up because um, I just was not in the mood, you know, to, to listen to that stuff, all right? Um, I was going to pick that basket up, and I shouldn't have fallen for that whole thing with him. But you know something, Charlie? Sometimes, um, you know, us as men, I don't know, sometimes people can push and they catch you at the wrong time, and uh, that was just it. I mean, I, I was still in the gym. You know, I was still going after whatever it was I was doing. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I like that sometimes. I'm not talking about going out and picking fights either. I'm talking about, as Dr. Ken always said, walking strong. I love that feeling. You know, you, 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 your body still feels pumped no matter what you got on, T-shirt, sweatshirt, or whatever. It's like you're bulging right out of it. Um, I like that. I, I, I like that feeling. I like that feeling of, you know, I'm looking down. You know, I remember this guy said, Craig, he was an awesome lifter. He used to get us all the time, too. Um, he owned a health food store, and we used to go out and hang with him. He's a great guy. And he used to always say, 
well, got to train tonight. You guys training tonight? You might come down or whatever. I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Look at your hands. So we look at our hands and said, what are we looking at? And he's like, your hands pumped? And I say, yeah. He said, you're going to have a kick-ass workout tonight. And you know what? Just about every time my hands are pumped the way I want them to be pumped, the workouts are successful. So I don't know if that was just something he planted in my head as a teenager or it's really true. But I can tell you, when you, you know when your hands look real big. You know, your hand, if you look at your hands, they look different to me all the time. At least mine do. Like right now, I'm looking at my hands. My hands are pumped as hell. They're just meaty as hell, and the veins are like popping out of the top of my hands by my knuckles. It's just things like that, you know? The things that, the things that are minuscule or people understand or they don't appreciate, I'll speak for myself and I'll give it right to you. It's like, I love this stuff, man. I, I do, and I know to some people it's probably peculiar, but it's not. I, I I like the ability to just make things bigger and stronger and develop yourself mentally more and just, just that appreciation. That's what I'm trying to say. Appreciate things. Be thankful, man. I know coming from a family of a brother in a wheelchair, it, it's not something that you want to be in, man. It, 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 you know, you don't want to see your brother or sister wasting away to, to nothing. I mean, as I've said before, you know, most people say, oh, you hit 40. Isn't it time to slow down? I mean, now they're slowing down at 25. I mean, I'm doing stuff now that I pro- they would probably say you should have been doing that 20 years ago. No, I wouldn't have been because I didn't have the expertise I didn't have all that under my belt, and I still don't with this thing. This is still a measuring stick every time. Of course, I'm getting better and better with things now and adding and subtracting and adding it back in, but is this not the way to live? I don't know. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably stronger now than I've ever been, and uh, I'm sort of in my early 40s. So Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, and I don't know. I, I feel... I feel uh, Sort of more maturity over the whole thing. Exactly. I, like I can be, I can be more calculating about what I'm going to do, and, and I know my body better. And there's something about grizzled, older muscle, <laughs> that, you know, is a, you know, rather than a kind of like a fleshy. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's somehow there's a maturity to it. I guess it's like if you had a, a matured steak hanging or something, and yeah. it would be quite a different product. I, I feel that. That that's it's kind of got that uh, the same sort of strength that 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 uh, not a lot of flavor obviously but you know it's matured and it's just it's tougher and and I think psychologically you probably put up with a bit more when you're older as well and maybe you've got a greater understanding of how the world works and it's not all you know it's not all singing and dancing and having <laughs> a great time yeah and, and perhaps. Uh, no, I think maybe it makes you into a sort of a tougher, tougher, more grizzled individual. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I see. I, I, I I'm very convinced that you could, uh, you can be at your strongest certainly in your 40s and into your 50s. And well, I'm, I'm not near my 60s yet, so I can't really comment. But I mean, um, yeah, I, I think assuming that you're, you're going to be in your peak in your sort of 20s and in 30s is, is definitely not the case. No, and I think. You know, most of us have found not only with lifting, but, you know, when you are doing stones or sandbags, 
Um, there's an awful lot of that that really lends to me long-lasting forever strength. And, you know, when you're doing shorter things and you're doing heavier things, it all contributes, obviously, to your organs, especially, you know, testosterone. It keeps the estrogens down. You know, your growth hormone starts peaking back up. Um, I don't see the negatives with any of it other than people say, well, a certain age you can't. Well, I'm not, I'm not like a lot of people. And I don't mean that in, in a negative connotation, but I, you know, I remember like in one of the Rocky movies, uh, Rocky Balboa, when he was talking to his son about fighting again, hey, pop, aren't you a little, he goes, and this, that, and the other thing. And like Rocky said, and I've always been to that mindset too. I don't think like most people. That's just me, you know. Um, one thing I can say, I've said this many, many times, and you know as a business owner, um, this was the best thing that ever happened to me because I've said this before. I ended up getting my creativity back like a kid. See, that's where a lot of people go down the tubes. Certain age, you got to do this. Certain age, you got to be that. Certain age, you can't laugh anymore or have a good time. You got to be mature. I've never been like that. Most people, a lot of my girlfriends, my ex-girlfriends and stuff, used to say I was one of the most immature guys they ever met. <laughs> but but here's the deal, Charlie. When I got to be mature, stand out of the way. But otherwise, I, I, I like having fun. Okay? Um, that might try on people after a while. I don't know. But you know what? It's a big world. I don't have much problem meeting people at all or talking to them. So um, I just go on. You know, um, that's just my nature. Um, and I think the problem with a lot of people where they should take a lesson from these kids is this. Go after something with a big smile on your face. Um, get a little bit of dirt on your clothes or maybe a cut on your hand or two. Um Maybe complete it, maybe not. That's the essence of everything. And that, and that pretty much neatly goes back to the kids because you pretty Absolutely. much summed up, yep. maybe summed up pretty much exactly yep. how their attitude. Yep. Or at least their attitude if they're given an opportunity and a chance to get involved in this sort of thing. Charlie, the most important thing in my mind is this. If you can help kids, especially in today's world, and point them, and if they want to stick around and have you teach them, no matter what the subject is, that is one of the most important things you could ever lend to the world. Because I think we're very blessed with what we're allowed to do physically. Um, and we are the leaders, man. We are the guardians, in my opinion. We're the guardians at the gate. That's what a weightlifter or whatever you want to call it is. You know, it's it's more than just the iron and the stones. We use all of that, but it's the kindness, the generosity, the love for things and, and the people you're doing things with. That's what it's all about to me. Um, do, would I like to be out in the woods with you guys lifting big stones and going berserk? Yeah, I mean, I'd be the first one in the truck. But what I'm saying is there's just so many other facets that we take from going to remote areas or hanging with people that, you know, the normal person would be scared to look you in the eyes. 
and we just go and do our things. That's what's very unique and special about what we do. Um, summarize anything, anything you want to, uh, you know, obviously with the end of April coming up with the Denny's, um, uh, and then I'll give my information out and hang on the line if you would, please. Okay, well, thanks, sir. There's a couple of things I would quite like to mention. Um, yeah. You have one of your avid listeners who, who we both know, uh, Paul. Uh, his surname begins with a T, I think. Yep, he'd like yep. To kind of remain anonymous. Yes. Uh, but uh, he, he very kindly invited me to uh, to go to Wales. Nice. Uh, on Saturday the 19th of May, because there's a thing called the Crickieth uh, Stone uh, Stone of Strength Challenge. And I think, quite honestly, the, the, the challenge is to lift this stone off the ground. Uh, if you can get the wind under it, which is a romantic terminology they sure. use, and there's a Gallic translation for that phrase, which I'm afraid I can't remember. Getting the wind beneath the stone, lovely yep. expression. Yep. Anyway, if you can manage that, then uh, I can't. I can't remember if you're awarded a certificate or what happens, but it's about 28 stone, which is 177 kilograms or approximately wow. 391 pounds. But anyway, the, I'm just mentioning it because yeah. nobody's interested. It's in Wales. It's yep. in Cricket. Now, unfortunately, I can't make it. But nevertheless, it's a great thing. It's a great stone challenge. It's in Wales. It's, it's well attended. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank Paul for inviting me. Awesome. It was a really nice gesture, but I, 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 I'm struggling. And, uh, and also, I'd just say, sorry. Go ahead. One, one more thing as well. Obviously, uh, Gary Clark, who yep. had on the show before yep. as well, you know, a great, great chap. And you know, I've enjoyed listening to his podcast. And he, he does a lot for disabled strongman. And he... Again, very kindly. I'm kind of really busy, busy this, uh, with stuff this year, but he very kindly invited me on uh, on the 12th of May, on Saturday, the 12th of May, uh, in uh, South Somerset, which is in England. Uh, there's obviously um, Britain's strongest disabled man, which mm-hmm. Gary runs, and Magnus, um, Magnuson, I think, would yep. be there. He'd be an interesting person to meet. Um, but uh, yeah, if you if you're interested in the, in the cricket uh, stone of strength or Britain's strongest disabled man. I'm sure if you put those into the search engine, you would find a bit more about it. But I'm sure there'll be two great events. Unfortunately, I can't make those. Although I think that Stevie Shanks might be going to help at Britain's strongest disabled man. Yeah, yeah. Again, if anybody does go to that, as well as Gary and Magnus, I'm sure that Stevie would be uh, a wealth of information, and I'm sure he'd be delighted to chat to anybody who happened to approach him. Yeah. Now... Like, how far would a drive or however you do it to Wales be, like, from where you are, Charlie? Oh, right. This is a, this is a wild guess because uh, cricket, I'm not exactly sure in Wales where it is, but um, I don't know, maybe like four or five hours possibly. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, and, and Gary, too. He's a great guy. Obviously, we all know he's been on the show. He was on recently, probably about six weeks ago. Um He's done so much, man, and as whenever he sends stuff out to Etched or whatever, you know, you talk about true inspiration, man. And, you know, you talk to him offline, too. You know, he's one determined man, let me tell you. Um, yeah, there's no crying in his soup, as they say. Um, Another thing I should say, Eric, as yeah, well, you know, yeah. while we're talking about it. Now, I don't think there are any specific dates, but I noticed, I see that Martin Jancis recently yep. has been... Um, is, is organizing bus tours for the historic stones. Yep. Uh, and I can't remember. I guess if you were to look at the historic stones uh, Facebook page, which again is just uh, historic stone lifting, there might be more information about it. But uh, there's no prices or, or dates or no. anything confirmed. No. But nevertheless, there seems to be sufficient interest that 
I think uh, a few buses are going to be on order, and uh, I hope so. Yeah, it, it sounds like a you know it sounds like an opportunity for people to yeah. do that. So, yeah, so there's a lot going on at the moment. You know, there's uh, you know there's a lot of interesting things, and um, yeah, that's just that's just three things. For a well, start. and and you know, I can't wait till we hear from Ryan when he gets back. I I can't yeah. wait to find out what they find in Iceland. I mean. Um, uh, who knows? I mean, th- this could be real interesting to get over there this year and meet up with some new stones. I mean, as I've said, obviously, Husafel and uh, Latra is where I've got to go no matter what. So, um, boy, it'd be great to know they found those two stones by, you know, the, the West Fjords near Latra. I mean, I definitely, if I didn't go lift, well, there's no point of going and checking them out if you're not going to lift them. The problem is, I remember... Bill and Peter saying that at the time, I think it was in 08, they thought they had some more. But some of this stuff is really remote and kind of like buried. Um, if you've never traveled Iceland, folks, um, let me let me just put it to you this way. Hopefully nothing ever happens to you because uh, there aren't hospitals or anything like that in sight. And if these stones are like deep in somewhere... I have no idea how you'd even get to them, let alone try to lift them up. But it's exciting because we're going to find out now if there are some historic stones there. Because I think, I think Bill and Martin were working on the two in Iceland for his, I don't know if that was going to be in his new book, but Bill's, I, I do believe Bill has written quite a bit for that book too. So that'll be interesting, but when we get Martin on here, we'll have a chance to talk all about it, and uh, we'll see what happens. But yes, I mean, um, I think that's very interesting that um, Ryan is going to go over there and investigate. I, you know, you see what's happening. We talked on the last show, especially the growth of the Denny's, and now you're going to have the Ard Blair Stones, and the Inver will be there too this year. I mean, if people aren't getting the message, they ought to get it right now. I mean, stone lifting's growing whether you want it to or not. There's no doubt about it. And it's happening in the States. You see all those stones Ryan found in Utah where he is. Um, there, there's definitely a grassroots, uh, going on here of all this stuff. I think it's great. The more people we get interested in this stuff, the bigger. And I know people are like, well, you know, look. If it's done properly and the way it is being done right now and handled, it can be the best thing ever. I would never dissuade it, but you know everybody's got their feelings. So, what else you got, Charlie? Well, well, basically, I mean, uh, for myself personally, if anybody would is, is interested in meeting me in person, uh, there must be one or two of you out there, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> They, uh, yeah, I've got I've got a few obviously our Blair Stones events coming up, but I won't. Uh, there's about five this year so far, but the, the next one is on uh, May the 27th, which is uh, it's in Scotland, uh, a place called Erskine. So again, if you were interested in that, that is uh, you'd find the Facebook page, the Ard Blair Stones, and it's free to participate, and there's trophies available, and uh, perhaps uh, I meet I might meet some of your uh, wonderful listeners at that. And I uh, hope so. Happy to chat to them. Uh, That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But other than that, I would just to basically say thank you very much for having me on, Eric. It's, Anytime, Charles. Always, always the, 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 the sort of different tangents that we, we kind of go off on, and uh, you know, sort of explore perhaps areas that uh, we haven't 
Hey. Considering it, but it was it was good talking about the kids and obviously the, the Dinny thing coming up and uh, absolutely yeah, no, it's, it's been great. So yeah, thank you very much. You know, we we always show. I mean, there's something always big at the root of the show, but it always goes into something and something else and something else. And I think that's the power of this show and the power of the people on here because you have to have certain people that can go that route. Not everybody can do that. That's why when someone says to me I have to have ten questions, I politely say to them, "This isn't your. This isn't the type of show you want to be on." Then, okay? Because the last thing I'm going to do is do a rehearsed show. It's not going to happen. You know, anybody that's been on here, anybody that really listens, know we knows we fly by the seat of our pants. You know, very rarely even um, you'll get a topic sent to you from me. We'll have it when you come on. I think it makes for much better radio. It's more spontaneous. And if you're comfortable with me and we can get through it, no problem. It makes for great radio. So, no, I thank you too, Charlie. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Once again, as I said, um, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Winners and Champions, Inc., that is our premier product. Prosperity Consciousness, which is out there, too. As I said, that is a donation page. Anything you'd like to give to the companies um, would be much, much appreciated because um, it's not cheap to run it, but you know something? One way or another, I always get through it. And there will come that point when... uh, Money won't even be an issue at all. That's the way I look at it. Um, we are looking like we've had now uh, just major success. And, uh, you know, as I said, we're going to be up four years on M&M September 27th. But the company's been up. It'll be up May 12th, five years, because FBC came first. Uh, that's a pretty high-end track run, and this is usually when businesses start to break loose, and this is what will happen to us. I can't wait, because to be able to get over there and lift stones, meet all the guys, um, construct all the new equipment I want to do, um, obviously we want to get on terrestrial or the way the new trend, I, as I said on the last few shows, through Blueberry, who houses all my stuff. Um, radio stations are in such a bad way right now. They're losing, they're literally bleeding right now. And what they're starting to do now is they are hiring podcasters with their shows to come in because not only demographically they don't have that, but our reach is all over the world now. As Charlie said, uh, yes, the USA is the biggest listener. But believe it or not, the UK is pretty big too. Um, Canada, all, we're all over the world. Like I said on the shows, we are now hit spots in Italy and Brazil too. Ireland, you name it. We're, we're not a one trick pony here. We are just growing, growing, growing. I see stats every day. I see new people that, you know, are listening and commenting on motivation and muscle and FBC. And it's like anything. It takes time to grow. We know you plant the seed and you water it and you take it in good care of it and it's going to blossom for you. It's always going to give fruit of some sort. So the biggest thing I can tell everybody is stick to your guns no matter what. And there will come a point where you can't go back. So I'm telling you things now that people would charge you money for. I'm telling you right now. Listen to what I'm telling you because it'll save you a lot of grief if that's the way you react. 
Also, too, um, go out to uh, motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Don't forget, there's over nine, There's about 950 right now, or 949 it was. I don't remember. Huge podcast. You can go out and get whatever you want. I've been putting up older ones. I put up a couple from 2014 today. Um, it's funny to go out and listen to me because you can just see the progression of how I do the shows now and uh, the power of the voice and everything. It, it's really fun stuff. And I, you know, I get people telling me, I went out and listened to the first show with just you. And wow, uh, it's like anything. You get good, you get better and better, you improve. That's the idea of life. Um, don't forget about our YouTube channel. Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. The Manly Men's page on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Also, too, uh, don't forget about advertising here on MotivationMuscle.com. Also, too, our free strategy session till the end of the month. Also, sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. Um, it goes right out to MailChimp, and you'll get anything in your mailbox that I put out. And last but not least, don't forget about advertising. You want to go with a winner? We're the winner. Um, it's enormous stuff. We love to work with people. We love to make you money and us money too. And isn't that what it's all about? And don't forget on uh, MotivationMuscle.com, go out and click my picture of Incline and those big dumbbells. Click that and go out at the and look at the new e-stim machine that we are involved with. Electro stimulation device, as they call it. Go out and look at this thing. This is the premier product on the market. And right now, if you order it, you get $100 off the product till the end of this month. It's worth it. As I said, Dr. Wong has one. He just ordered it, got it last week. And John Bruni just ordered one. So he ought to have one any day now, too. And we'll have John on here, too, talking about it because... John has an Earth Pulse um, V5 Pro, I believe, too. So uh, these people are no strangers to it. So go out, click the picture. Um, as I said, you want to probably shave a third off your, uh, um, if you take a lot of supplements or whatever, um, they're always talking recovery, recovery, recovery. Put this thing on for a half an hour and see what happens. And now I'm doing it an hour before workouts, and the muscles are so receptive to everything. And, I mean, it's not big. It comes in a case. It's an awesome, awesome machine. So go out and click that on uh, MotivationMuscle.com. I guarantee you, you break two ninety nine down over a year. That's pennies. And you wait and see what it will do for you. So check that out. Also, too, um, if there's a show you'd like Charlie and I to do, Fiorello Barbell at NICAP.R.com. Uh, give us a five-star review on Stitcher and um, uh, what do you want to call it? Apple. Um, iTunes. Um, that's what everybody's giving us, and we thank you for that. Um, go out to AHA directory, that's A-H-A. Uh, you can get Motivation Muscle 24-7 in your car. Um, as I said, did I say this? If I repeat it too bad. Um, if there's a show you like, yeah, I did say it. Charlie and I do, but it never hurts to, I love repetition. Uh, Fiorello Barbell, NICAP.R.com. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, five words can inspire you to do great things. We've seen what the kids were doing. 
and are doing and will be doing. And that was a good chunk of the show, too. Um, pay heed to them. I'm telling you right now, you can learn an awful lot from those little minds of theirs. And they're quick and they're sharp. And I know with Maggie, I love all my nieces and nephews. But the two little ones right now are just, I don't know. They're just so full of energy and thought. I, I, I just, I, I love them to death, man. I mean that. I, I, you know, they fascinate me. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm still a kid, and as I was always told, and still am, I'm immature. I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you what. Um, I never dismiss them. They, they are just too damn important to me. Let me tell you. Also, too. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know what they're dealing with. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And as a great Hoosa Steel Stone Crusher says, in blood red domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It'll always be that, if not more. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk each patient to the door and say, keep smiling. Keep smiling, folks. It's not that bad. Keep smiling. Also, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming. We will not kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Be part of the family. Join us. Be part of the revolution. We need you and you need us. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And I don't know many people in today's world that would put that out there. Um, and I think I've got everything. Charlie, it's always an honor, man. It's great to talk to you. It's going to be great to meet up with you and, and sit around and have some real chatter. Um, but thanks for being on the show, sir. Yeah, likewise, Eric. Great being on, and uh, yeah. Well done in all that you do because uh, you Thanks. do a fantastic job of promoting uh, stone lifting, general health, and well-being. And I think you do a fantastic, uh, I think it's a fantastic service that you provide. I'm calling it a service, but it's entertainment as well. So yeah. you, you, you tick every box. Thank Th- you. Thanks a lot, Charlie. I appreciate that. And you and I both know we're just going to get better and better. And we're going to get more and more people in this big tent. And I'm telling you, uh, even a year from now, we're going to make, some significant changes in the world. That's what strength is all about. Um, as I always say at the end, too, life is asking something from you. You need to step up and measure up. Put yourself behind. Put somebody who's very important to you ahead of you. Try it for a day or two. You don't have to back off or make yourself smaller for anything, but show somebody they're important. Tell somebody they're important. That's what's that you'd be surprised how somebody will light right up when you say something like that to them because they're so they're not used to being talked to that way. Be an example, stand up and stand for something. So, for Charlie Oliphant, this is Eric Fiorello. This show 
will most likely be up tomorrow. I've got to train and do some stuff in the morning. It'll probably be late afternoon. But unless something else is going on at the latest, it'll be up Friday. So be on the lookout for this because, boy, once again, it's just like going to school. Uh, the teaching curve here is unbelievable. So, as I said, for Charlie Oliphant, this is Eric Fiorello. Have a great rest of the week and go out and do something that matters. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.